Welcome to The Swolistic Show. I'm your host, Jessie Lockhart, a realtor turned holistic fitness coach and personal trainer. I transformed my mind, my body, and my business in two years by combining holistic-based practices with strength training. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and actionable advice to start living your own swolistic life. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Swolistic Show. I'm so excited we're bringing you another guest interview today and I'm so excited that Dr. Courtney Johnson is here with us today. Courtney, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here to talk more about all things pelvic floor health, women's health on the side of physical therapy and rehab. Yes, absolutely. Definitely topics that need to be talked about a lot more in the fitness space, holistic health space, wellness space, all of the spaces. So I just want to kind of share a little bit about how we got introduced, how we met each other. So I was training clients out of a gym here in Arizona and just so happened to be looking for a pelvic floor physical therapist out of request of some of my clients to come and speak to our group about just pelvic floor health and things like that. And lo and behold, at this gym, Courtney had left her business cards there. And so <laughs> I immediately grabbed one and I went and checked her out on Instagram. And like, I obviously with a holistic health emphasis wanted to make sure that, you know, someone that I'm going to bring into my community is also in alignment with holistic health and, you know, being ingredient conscious and and different things like that. And so I totally like stalked your Instagram and was like, <laughs> just had to make sure, right, that you were like the right fit. And you yep. totally, totally were. And I, I think I almost immediately reached out to you and was like, hey, can you come speak to my group? And then, you know, through that, we also started working together and I have hired you as my physical therapist to help me with some of my own symptoms and things that I'm dealing with. So just Mm -hmm. kind of to lay that background, but Courtney, if you just take a few minutes, tell us about who you are, what you do and kind of how you got here today. Yeah, um, I love that you reached out. And (laughs) it's always like funny when you go and you know, market because you never know what's going to be fruitful or not. You just go plant seeds all around wherever and hope that something's going to come of it. And it's amazing that you came of it um, because now we're able to not only, you know, have this client provider relationship, but also have a friendship and um, get to be a guest on your show. So, Um, you know, a little bit about me. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up born and raised in Iowa, um, went to, you know, school, undergrad, PT school, all in the Midwest. And then as I graduated, I started working for a company for two years and, you know, worked in the outpatient public health kind of field, started a public health program at a company that I was working with. You know, ultimately I just got burnt out in the, the clinical life of seeing, eight to 10 to, you know, 20 patients a day and working 40 hours a week. And I knew that I, 
you know, wanted to be something more and do something more for women's health. And I wasn't doing that in an insurance-based model, seeing patients that were not in a niche that I wanted to be treating. So how I got here, you know, it started as a side hustle and then it eventually just became my full-time passion business because women's health is entirely and severely underserved, especially in terms of pelvic floor health, the postpartum time period, anytime after having, giving birth, a lot of those women are, you know, not neglected, but you know, they're not given the resources that they need in terms of healing their pelvic floor after such a traumatic event. And, you know, women's health is very broad. So you don't have to have a baby to, you know, get the help that you need. And, you know, from all topics, you know, pelvic pain, incontinence, leakage, you know, abdominal separation, low back pain, hip pain, you know, anything from like a breast augmentation, like all of these things can be served by a pelvic floor therapist. What I do now is that's all I do. I help women with all sorts of orthopedic and by orthopedic, I mean, musculoskeletal. So anything from joint pain, hip, you know, anything joint pain to muscular kind of pain. So any, and then anything to pelvic floor related issues, whether that can be something that's, you know, people struggling with intimacy or it's leakage or it's, you know, they can't exercise without leaking or, you know, there's a ton of different things that we can cover, but now being able to do that hundred percent of the time with a specific niche of work, working with athletic females, I like to say, you know, my brand is the female athlete PT. And so I like to call everybody an athlete. I think anybody who has a passion for working out or exercise that you're an athlete, like the definition of an athlete is somebody who enjoys, loves, has a desire, a burning passion for physical activity. And so you don't have to be an NFL or an NBA player to be an athlete. Like, so if you're an active female and you are struggling with pelvic floor dysfunction, women's health, like that's, that's my ball game. Like I love helping women specifically in that niche. I just, and you know, being a hundred percent virtual now working with people all over the world is amazing. And just, you know, spreading the knowledge, the awareness behind women's health topic is, you know, the biggest thing that I can do ultimately in the end, because nobody wants to talk about it. So I'm here to talk about it. Yes. I love that. And it's so true though, but like pelvic health does not get talked about or it's so severely under talked about, like you just mentioned, like just women in general being very underserved in the medical community. And I couldn't agree more. I would love to know, is there any like personal connection that you have like through experience or a story of your own that kind of pushed you into the physical therapy realm and then specifically pelvic floor health. Yeah. So what, so I don't know, honestly, cause you, you always hear these stories of people getting into physical therapy because they got hurt and then they go to physical therapy themselves. They fall in love with their physical therapist and then they become a PT. I never had a story like that. So I come from like kind of a unique background. So my grandma, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which is a neurological condition that affects the nervous system and ultimately led her to being completely dependent on a caregiver by the end of her life. And so when I grew up with her, um, you know, I went to her physical therapy, her physical therapy appointments with her. They had a person come to her house. This is when I was like 10 to 15 years old. And, you know, I just saw the compassion that was there. 
um, and provided to my grandmother. And I just knew when I was in high school, I was like, I want to be a PT. I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I wanted to work with athletes and I was thinking maybe an athletic trainer, personal trainer. I've always had, I grew up an athlete, so I've always had the athlete mindset that that's what I wanted to do. And so then I shadowed somebody in, in high school and I was like, yep, this is it. I'm going to be a PT. So I knew from like forever that I wanted to be a PT. And then when I went to college, pursued it just because of the relationships that I saw with PTs and their patients. And so that's what got me into physical therapy. And then when I was going through PT school, I knew the whole time I was like, oh, I'm just going to be an orthopedic therapist. I'm just going to go and work in a clinic and work with musculoskeletal conditions, you know, joint pain, joint replacements, ACL surgeries, shoulder, you know, shoulder rotator cuff repairs, things like that. But as I started working in the field, and even when I was in school, I knew that I just knew I wanted to work with athletes. Like no matter what, like I didn't have the patience to work with the older population that really just didn't care about their health as much as we were going to have to care for their own health, if that makes sense. Like that older population, you know, they're far and few between, right? There are people that really, really care about their health. But a lot of times people that come through in insurance models are people that just get told to go to physical therapy, not because they want to, they don't want to always get better. They just want the next solution to their pain before they get an injection, before they get the MRI, before they have the surgery, take away the pain. They don't, they don't always want to do the hard work. So I didn't have the patience for that. Um, I just wanted to work with athletes. And so when I joined CrossFit, I was in CrossFit for like five, six years. I was all about it. And I saw women always talking about, you know, postpartum kind of symptoms, like they leak when they run, you know, they had the diastasis recti, they weren't sure what to do about it. Or they always talked about, oh, I can't do that anymore because I'm a mom. I had a baby. And I just, you know, when I was going through PT school, I, it's a running joke between some of my classmates. I literally said, I will never become a pelvic floor therapist. It's funny. Like they're like, you're, that's what you are now. And I'm like, I was anti pelvic floor just because of the idea behind it. You know, working with that intimate, vulnerable place on a woman's and, and even male's body. I was like, no way I'm never doing this. How the tables turn. Right. But joining CrossFit, all of these women had dysfunctions. And I, and after learning about it in school, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, I love the CrossFit population. I love athletes. CrossFit athletes are crazy athletes. Like they're very good at what they do. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to work with athletes and I'm going to work with females. And then I was like, I can't work with female athletes if I don't know what the pelvic floor. Like I would be highly underserving, underserving them. And I would be doing them a disservice if I don't know this specific part of their body more. And so I just bit the bullet. I took a course. I didn't want to at all. And um, after the course, it was just like, holy cow. Like, I can't believe, you know, why didn't I want to do this sooner? Because just of the way they teach you, you know, all of the, the knowledge that you get, like, it just like makes sense of why you'd want to work with this population because they're highly underserved and specifically female athletes in general, like they're just told, oh, it's fine to leak urine when you pee and run and jump and that's normal. Or you, sh you shouldn't be able to do those things after having a baby. Like you just had a baby. Like, why would you be able to bridging that gap between immediately postpartum 
and into the, you know, returning to a high level of fitness. Like that's, that's exactly where I am. And that's the population that I love, absolutely love to treat. I treat every, every kind of thing. I love treating pelvic pain. I love treating, you know, non-athletic, you know, population females, but that's my true like heart is right there because I've seen it. Um, and those are the women that lose their sense of identity after having a baby when they are an athlete and, you know, that's what gets them out of bed in the morning. They love working out. That's their self-care time. And then they have a baby and now they feel broken. They feel that they've lost their sense of identity. Now they're just a mom. They're not an athlete anymore. And so helping them bridge that gap between, yeah, you're a mom. That's awesome. Look at this amazing thing that you just did. And then helping them get back to where they were before and having no pelvic floor problems whatsoever. It's like they never had a baby. That's what I really, really like to do. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, it's so funny how we end up doing things that we never, ever, ever thought that we would do. Like if you asked five years ago, Jesse, like, Hey, do you think you'll ever be a personal trainer? I would have said, fuck no, because yeah. that just was not in the cards for me. That's not what I envisioned my life looking mm-hmm. like. And so it's just, <laughs> I, I love that part of your story. And I'm sure so many people can resonate to like, just never expecting to end up where, where you are. And I love that you just like found this passion for that specific demographic. Um, I'm not a mom, uh, yet it's on the goal sheet, but it's not, you know, hasn't come to fruition yet or whatever, but I hear all the time about how other women are just like, like moms need the shower. Like the babies don't need the shower. Mm -hmm. The moms need the shower. And Mm -hmm. rather than like spending all of this money on all of the, all of the things, it's like, just literally set up a bank account for pelvic floor therapy, meal prep and lactation consultant right (laughs) like those are like the big things that I hear like for postpartum it's like just set aside money for those things because that's really what women need women don't need people to come over and like hold their baby for them they need support to get back to them so I love that you focus specifically on on that demographic but also still maintaining a focus on like those like me, like since I'm a client of yours, you know, those who have not had kids yet and are, you know, trying to focus and, and get better performance in that regard and, and things like that. So what yeah. is one, or if you can't narrow it down to one, I guess maybe share a few of the like common complaints that you hear from either people in your community or those who are like your current clients, but before you started working together, just to kind of give people who are listening an idea of, you know, oh, I might be experiencing Mm. some pelvic floor dysfunction, um, just to help them become more aware of that. So, I mean, I actually have a post, like a pin post on my Instagram on this of when should I go see a pelvic floor therapist? Because Honestly, like it's, it's funny that you asked that because it's like one complaint and it's literally like, you don't have to have any complaints to come see a pelvic floor therapist. Like, honestly, because as a female, like there are so many changes that happen through our lifespan. Children are not, 
and lifestyle behaviors that we have done since a child that can impact our pelvic floor. Whether you have symptoms now or not, what you do now will affect what happens to your pelvic floor and symptoms that could happen 30, 40, 50 years from now. Like you, I, being in the clinic and an insurance model, I treated women. I had a 92 year old patient one time, like sis, I don't know how much help I can treat your pelvic floor when you're 92, but I'm going to try. Um, and for her, you know, she had babies 60 years ago, no problems, you know, until she was like 70, 80, and then just dealt with it. So you don't need symptoms to go see a pelvic floor therapist. Honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a baby, just go, just freaking go, because you're going to learn something. You're going to, you're going to find something that could be wrong or not, or at least just get education on it. Like how to pee, how to your, like how to have a bowel movement, you know, how to support your core, how to not bear down on those pelvic organs 24 seven for the rest of your life. Like those types of educational things. But if you are somebody who is experiencing symptoms of pelvic floor, it can be literally anything like leakage. Leakage, for example, that's the number one complaint. Like probably 90% of women have some type of leakage with coughing, laughing, sneezing, exercising, running, jumping, transitional movements, um, in and out of bed, in and out of the car, picking up something, picking up something heavy, you know, anything pain. So bladder pain, abdominal pain, hip, low back, SI joint, pubic symphysis, painful intercourse, painful urination, painful bowel movements, tailbone pain. Tailbone pain is the number one thing that often goes undiagnosed with pelvic floor dysfunction. A lot of women will say, oh, I have such bad tailbone pain. You know, after having a baby, it could be caused by trauma in the birth canal. But also too, if you had any trauma growing up, falling on your tailbone, dancers, competitive gymnasts, cheerleaders, all of that population, tailbone injuries for sure. And it might not show up now, but it could show up later. And all of your pelvic floor muscles attached to your tailbone. So that's one of the number one things that I always try to screen for. And often people are like, yeah, you know what? I actually did have a, you know, I did fall on my tailbone a lot when I was young or I fell on my tailbone skiing last year or something. There's always a, there's always something with their tailbone. It's funny how it kind of comes back around, but symptoms like constipation, bloating, abdominal pain, scars. So women who have babies, C-section scars, perineal tearing, and then anything from like pregnancy postpartum related, coning in your abdomen, pain that did not go away after pregnancy, after having the baby, um, that's still, you know, persistent and then prolapse, anything prolapse related. Like if you feel like something's falling out of your vagina, you feel pressure, you feel heaviness, feel like something's falling out of your rectum. That's another symptom. And then honestly, if you just want to know what to do postpartum, like even like I mentioned at the beginning, like if you're just clueless on how to return back to exercise, a lot of times people will go to their six week appointment. Doctor's going to be like, yep, everything's great. Go back to, you know, running, jumping. And people will just assume like, Hey, it's fine. I'm just going to go back to running five K's. And, you know, at six weeks postpartum, you should not be running five K's like, because things are still healing. And even though you don't leak, even if you don't have pain, even if you don't, you feel like a million bucks do not go out and run a 5k 
at six weeks postpartum. Like, even if you feel great, things aren't normal at six weeks. Like you should at least wait 10 to 12 weeks postpartum to start, you know, running again, because you're weak, you're weak. <laughs> so yeah, there's a ton of different symptoms to go. I gave you a huge list, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I like that. It's such a huge list, but I also just really love and want to acknowledge that you, before you listed one symptom, we're like, you don't need any symptoms to visit a pelvic floor physical therapist. Like there is so much education that can come. I mean, the, the things that I have learned from you in our working together, despite like the fact that I do have symptoms, but the education piece of it is huge because this is just not stuff that was taught to us in our eighth and ninth grade health classes. And it certainly wasn't general knowledge. And it certainly wasn't, you know, talked about enough in households either. Like, so I think just in that regard, you know, being able to work with a, a pelvic floor physical therapist in that way, just to learn something is, is huge. But yeah, I always bring up a good point on that, like talking about it in households, like whenever and if ever I have children, like my little girls and boys, like they're going to know about their pelvic floor as soon as they can talk. <laughs> like, like it's one of those things. It's like, if you are a mom of a little girl, like, wouldn't you want your little girl to know about their pelvic floor? Wouldn't you want them to know how to support it? Like if your child was 15 and they still had leakage would you not take them to a pelvic floor therapist like why is it okay for you to leak when you're 45 knowing you know better like why is it okay like that you would automatically take them to go get pelvic floor but like not yourself so I think that like you know not talking about it it's hush hush it's taboo it's weird that's the problem you're contributing to the problem if you don't talk about it if you don't do anything about it because our generation growing up, like we have social media, we can learn everything is at our disposal. Now it's like, we can learn anything we want to learn with the internet. Mm -hmm. um, so think about it, like generations to come, like you just get the knowledge, get the education that you didn't get to have mm -hmm. and pass it along, <laughs> share it with your friends, share it with your family, talk about how public floor changed your life. And that's how public floor came about. Like it's only, it's new, you know, 15, 20 years, like it's still not a big area of of physical therapy. Like even doctors will be like, yeah, just go to regular physical therapy. They'll help you. It's like, what? No, a regular physical therapist cannot, they're not specialized. It is a specialty. So. Yeah. I, again, just the lack of education out there for things like this is just astounding. And so what you're doing you know, in your practice and what so many other pelvic floor physical therapists are doing in their practices by educating the public, you know, is, is a huge, huge, huge thing. So I want to ask you, what are like some tips that you have to kind of help someone who might be dealing with some of those symptoms that you dealt with? Like, say they're just like, not quite ready to make that commitment to, physical therapy, but what are some things that they could start doing like today that could maybe help? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, right away, like if you are experiencing any of the symptoms that I mentioned, 
the first step that you can do is talk to your provider about it. Like, and not every conversation is going to go over well because not every provider is educated on it. And that's okay. Like not every doctor knows everything, but what your doctor or your provider should do is listen to you. They should hear you out. They should understand your pain, your symptoms, your frustration, and send you somewhere that's going to get the solution that you need. It's not a brushed off, oh, it's fine, it's normal, you had a baby, just do Kegels, just do some stretches, like, no, like, they're not listening to you. They're just telling you something so they can walk out the door and go to the next patient. So the first thing, obviously, is to talk to your provider and get a referral to somewhere where you can get the help that you need or ask questions like Google, ask questions, Um, you know, find me on Instagram. I love talking to people. So just message me if you have a question specifically or, you know, Google. But, you know, as far as like tips to pelvic floor, like I think the biggest thing is to just know what the muscles are know what they do, know that they move just by breathing. If you can focus on diaphragmatic breathing, which is breathing through your diaphragm, your breathing muscle, that's a perfect place to start because you can get range of motion to the pelvic floor just by doing some deep diaphragmatic breathing. You can get contraction, you can get relaxation because if your problem is pain, we need those muscles to relax. And so the first thing we're going to start with anyway, is we're going to get those muscles to relax through breathing, because that's the first way that we can actually attack those muscles specifically without, you know, actually having to manually do anything. And then if your problem is leakage, same thing, we're going to start with breathing because you need to be able to relax those muscles first before you can actually strengthen them. But honestly, like it's really person dependent, depending on the symptoms, because I'm not going to have someone start a strengthening program if they have pain but maybe they don't have pain, but they have pelvic floor tension and they don't know that they have pelvic floor tension. So it really depends on the presentation, but the biggest thing is just to be educated, you know, talk to your provider if something comes up or ask questions and then just start by knowing what the muscles do because they are arguably like, I think they're the most important muscles in their body because they help keep our pants dry. Like, I'm sorry, like there, we should never, we should never be, you know, leaking urine, feces, gas, anything. And so if those muscles get compromised, like you're in a diaper or you're wearing pads for the rest of your life um, until you do something about it. Right. Um, So those muscles, I think they're almost the most important muscles in our body. And especially in terms of intimacy, sexual function, sexual health, that's a huge play in relationships. And so if you are somebody struggling with intimacy with your partner and it's not an enjoyable experience, it's not pleasurable, it's painful, you avoid it, you know, that can cause some big carryover into other areas of your life that you don't expect in the relationship to work, to life balance, like as a mother, father. And I think, you know, it often goes, you know, not talked about as well, like painful intercourse. It should be painful. You had a baby or I think that's another big thing is any of the symptoms that I mentioned, like are not normal and people usually will do something about, you know, if people have knee pain, they usually want to do something about it because it prevents them from walking. It prevents them from getting on the floor to play with their kids. Same thing with shoulder pain. They can't, you know, get the glass of water out of the, the cupboard and they'll do something about it, right? They'll go to their provider. They'll be like, my shoulder hurts, you know, send me to PT, do whatever I need to do. Give me an injection, give me pain medication. People don't do anything about the fact that 
they don't have enjoyable sex or they leak when they cough and sneeze and exercise or they are constipated or they have painful bowel movements. Like people don't do anything about these symptoms and they just, it's just normal. It's just fine. But they'll do something about their shoulder pain or their knee pain. Yeah. It's the same thing that you kind of mentioned before about how, and I say this constantly, we're so quick to attend to the needs of our partners or spouses or our kids as mm-hmm. women, but we are uh, we are always the last ones to go to the doctor or to talk to a provider or to take care of ourselves. And so, yeah, it's that same thing, like just understanding the importance of the pelvic floor, its function and all of that is, is huge. So I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, As we wrap up here, I love to ask every single guest the same question. So what does living a swolistic life mean to you? Well, you know, I'm very big on holistic health altogether. So, I mean, I think having the blend of a fitness routine, and being able to be active and, and I say active, like, you know, just going out and going for a walk, but like meaning good movement, like pain-free, pure, like just able to go out and go for a run if you want and feel good about it. Or, you know, like for me, like I can just go out and go for a three mile run if I want, because I focus on mobility and I focus on my health so much that like, I don't have to run consecutively to have that endurance or strength or, you know, mobility to do that. Like I can just go do that. And how I'm able to do that is because I take care of myself holistically. I don't take any prescription or over-the-counter medications literally ever. If I don't have to, I don't do it. I try to find everything I can through, you know, nutrition. I try to take care of myself through supplementation if I need to, or just whole foods, you know, good pasture raised, organic, like solid food ingredients. So that way I'm able to move well and then also feel good and, you know, for longevity and being able to do this lifestyle at 29 until I'm 89, like, (laughs) that's that's my ideal yeah Um, yeah I I love that I'm pretty sure I told you like on our intake call I was like look I want to be the the woman that's in the gym nine months pregnant and goes into labor three days later like or three hours later even like that that's what I strive to do and even if that wasn't you you know if you're listening to this and you're like well I've already had kids well that doesn't mean that you can't correct like course correct now. And again, it just like, if you really have to, I mean, think about your children and think about the example that you're setting for them by seeking help in that way and telling them by example that it's okay to find help when certain things are wrong. And just, uh, I, I love to say that, and I'm sure you agree with, you'll agree with me that symptoms are the body's way of telling us that something is off. Our body doesn't body alarm system our body doesn't speak English, you know, and so it has to figure out how to, or any language rather, um, you know, but it, it has to figure out how to let us know when things are off balance and symptoms is how they do that. Symptoms are not to be destroyed. Symptoms are to be listened to and then acted on. So 
I love that. I mean, we resonate so much. I mean, that's why we're friends in addition to our other, you know, other relationships, but yeah, I mean, just being able to be active for a long time and really just enjoy the fruits of your labor and enjoy the dream life that you always, you know, that you've worked so hard for it. Like you deserve it because at the end of the day, without our health, we don't have anything. So we literally don't. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being here on the show today. Please tell everybody who is listening, where can they find you online and what can they expect from following you from your content and just what you put out there? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram or TikTok handle is the female athlete DPT for doctor physical therapy. Same thing on Instagram and Facebook and the same thing for a website, www.thefemaleathletedpt.com. So a lot of the things that I post are all things pelvic health from any topic, from holistic health, nutrition, hormone guidance. I don't give a ton of nutrition, hormone guidance. I don't give a lot of guidance, you know, specifically over the internet on my platform, unless you're like a one-on-one client, because it's very specific. And I don't like to give general blanket advice just to everybody because I don't want someone to do something that is not right for them. I post a lot of just, you know, education, problem awareness, just talking about topics that nobody wants to talk about. So if you want to learn anything about pelvic floor health, you know, especially in relation to activity, exercise, you know, promoting longevity exercise wise, and you're, you know, dealing with symptoms and, you know, how to navigate, you know, strength training when you have prolapse or how to go back to running when you're, when you are leaking, those are the types of things you can kind of expect from me. And then I'm always happy to answer questions. I like to DM like all of my followers to get to know them as well. So yeah, that's kind of what you can find or where you can find me is on the socials and then website. Awesome. Yes. I, everybody go follow Courtney. She's incredible. Obviously I have a client relationship with her and I will speak very, very highly of her, but she's also just a cool person to follow. So so go do that (laughs) again, Courtney, thank you so much for being here, for shedding light on this incredibly important topic. And thank you to everyone who is tuning in with us today. Always remember guys, make yourself a priority and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the Swolistic community, head over to my Instagram at Lockhart, where you'll find my programs and pricing in the highlight bubbles. I hope you have the best day ever and I'll chat with you next week.